0: from the feedback, from the support from British Cycling. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to sort of cement that in the calendar and it be one of the races that riders focus for. It's it's on the calendar for next year for the same weekend, the 1st of April. So it'll be Saturday, the 1st of April.
1: Welcome to the Chopper House, Seb. I hope you're well and hope you're hope you're ready for a good conversation about race organisation in uh, British Cycling.
0: Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it.
1: I've I've admired your commitment to the, the British the British cycling scene uh, this year. Like, I didn't manage to do your road race, but for sure, it, with what I heard on kind of rumor mill from every rider that participated in it, I wanted to be part of that. And But I did race your Fat Creations race series. That was on a good yep. with the three-round series. And the atmosphere and excitement at the prospect of the overall race series made it some of the most classy racing that I've ever been part of. In your opinion, what is, what is the most important thing as a race organiser to build that atmosphere that a racer feels safe and welcomed to race hard and aggressive?
0: Um, I, don't, I mean, it's funny you should say that, because I thought this year was probably the sort of, almost the worst atmosphere we've had, like with numbers being so much lower. Um, mm. It didn't feel even, not even just the riders, like the spectator side. Um, it was, I think, previous years. Um, um, uh, amazingly enough, actually, I th- the the biggest year, I think, was 21. So it was the f- obviously the first year after COVID. There was still a lot of like the COVID protocol in, um, but the numbers were massive and the even the crowds, they were, spread out along the track, but there are still a lot more people. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, it's, um, I think trying just being like growing up racing, I started racing at 12. Um, so yeah, 20 with the odd season out, but like nearly 25 years of racing. Um, I think it's just trying to make it a bit more interesting. Um, and I, my like Goodwood series with the preems and stuff, um, I modeled that off, um, a, a, a series I used to do at Mountbatten, um, years ago. Um, and from what I can remember of that, I was, I mean, it was when I was about 18, it was five weeks of racing, uh, 90 laps. Um, they're only like 550 meter laps. It was a 30 mile race. um but they used to put so many preems in and it used to make the race just so more animated because you had the riders that were going for the overall. So they would obviously be going for the preems, but then maybe so-and-so turns up that missed week one or week two, and then would use them preems Wait, after that pream, the counter attacks and it, because they didn't care about the preems, you know, and things like that. So it just made it, um, very aggressive racing and that was the plan um i think from watching it and from speaking to people it's made the goodwood series really hard having the preems in you can't just sort of sit there and just sort of get around um however it has made it uh, the plan was to make it like more of a an attackive race um with potential splits and stuff like that. Whereas it's sort of gone the opposite way because people are, are sort of thinking about the preems and it's turned into quite a sprinters. Uh, quite
1: a cagey. Quite yeah. Cagey thing, yeah. Right.
0: Obviously this is all from hearsay because obviously being the organiser, I can't actually ride it, but um, <laughs> which comes with its own sort of little sarky comments from uh, club, you know, members about, making the race as hard as I as I want if I'm not in it
1: you've got you've got the power yes
0: exactly yeah Um, so yeah um and I I don't know really we've got like atmosphere I think a lot obviously like with the you you didn't you didn't make it to the handicap did you
1: no but oh man I wanted to after seeing that
0: um yeah well the the plan is we're like we're going to sort of copy this year um, copy last year again this year rather um, so we'll have like the three and then obviously have the handicap um, at the end of the season to sort of finish it off um,
1: Very nice Yeah I thought uh, it was a beautiful way to round it all off at the end bring everyone together into one huge mass peloton
0: Yeah um, I mean the previous years I've done it and trying to do the prize presentation after the series is just an absolute headache it's by far the most stressful part of the whole of the whole year of organizing um again i'm making it more work for myself because putting preems in so as they as the race is going on i'm obviously having to add all the preem points to the previous weeks then the overall doing the results on the night and then the prize presentation and the i mean the amount of stuff we get is absolutely ridiculous um i think this year we hit from the three races at goodwoods plus the road race plus the handicap it was close to twenty thousand pounds worth of prizes, um, which for five events, you know, is, is very impressive. Um,
1: that that was that was part of what drew me in. Kind of that that illustrious prize list was just so eye catching. Whenever I saw it on social media or someone talk about it or you know listening on British Cycling, that the the the, the quality of those prizes. It wasn't just a cash prize to make make even with your race entry it was like you could actually gain something from that event something productive and useful and i guess that's what drew a lot of people in into yeah, racing
0: yeah um, yeah i mean we're fortunate obviously fat creations is the title sponsor um and yeah it started off 2018 um his friend got chatting with him he said about sort of supporting us um he said about putting up a paint job uh which led to obviously two because of the men's and the women's prizes, and then he he was the one that sort of put me in touch with different people. And Saddleback have have donated you know a horrendous amount with like helmets, and um, and then yeah, Hunt got involved. Um, I mean, they sent us four pairs of wheels this year, um, and you know not even like not you know training wheels. You know they're they're sort of high end. Um, you know, eight, nine hundred pound pair of wheels for the men's and the women's prizes. Um and then again for the uh for the series as well as the road race. Um yeah, so Matt, you know, it's but the powers of social media, isn't it? It's like like what you were saying yeah. with well, yeah, in your previous podcast, like with Vinigo, um it just does so much now. Um and I think it does take a lot of work and a lot more time. Um and sort of going into conversations with British cycling that I've had in the past. And they kind of, the, uh, there's a lot of organizers that are still in that kind of attitude of I'll put it on British cycling and then the entries will just fill up and it probably has worked for years and years. But, um, like for my road race, it was just constant, just posts and posts, um, with more, you know, tagging here, you know, different people so that obviously then they can share it and this, that, and the other, um, the road race obviously was very, it was, you know, new ground, you know, I'd never done a road race. I've not even raced that many of the road races, in, you know, more of a sort of circuit racer. Um, so it was a lot of unknown. Um, and I, yeah. I, so there's a chap Phil Weber, uh, who's, uh, works for Southeast who, you know, he he's, He's done a lot, you know, and and put up with me a lot of uh, late night phone calls and, and, you know, worry. Um, But in the end, uh, he said, I think it was, we had close to 70 riders in the women's race um, and the risk assessment was a max of 80. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, for a first ever road race, you know, you can't be unhappy with that in the slightest it was you know i I was i was expecting 30 maybe 40 riders would be a good turnout so to be sort of hitting almost double my expectations um i was again i was stressed with the men's but again that that sold out and i ended up closing the entry early Uh, that was i think it was 80 again 10 reserves and by the time i got to about 105 entries (laughs) decided to close that off because otherwise it's just disappointing more riders and it makes almost makes the selection you know process more work for me and um i know some races- the,
1: the riders that you selected for that race and that got the chance to race was probably up there with some you know prem races uh, yeah um, quality of the field
0: i mean my have you done the Perths?
1: no know. i've never done the uh, perths oh you not no
0: um yeah I mean my that's sort of the sort of big local road race round here um, and yeah I mean with with mine looking at the field of entries uh, and, and then comparing obviously the reputation that the um, that the Perths has you know with,
1: like that has a long history behind it you, you know the history brings the riders in so for your road race to be the first the first time it's been on
0: yeah so sort of having some of the riders that race there you know and obviously we had the the uh ribble sent four riders down um you know so when i had the i well had the idea years ago um but it was always that sort of you, you couldn't do the right hand turns um yeah. with obviously the introduction of ams um it made it possible it's ams uh, so that's the accredited marshals. So now it's oh, yeah. uh, so obviously, yeah, basically what they have now are all road races. Um, it's another expense. So there, there are some organisers that are against it. Um, however, I think even if I was running a road race going the opposite way with left-hand turns and then some junctions for left-hand turns on quiet roads, you can just have the traditional red flag marshal, Um just you know, any old you know rider from your club can do that. Um, having the experience and having that almost power that the AMS have, um, it's worth they're, they're worth the money by far. It just makes that the race so so much safer for the riders.
1: And I guess that sa- that safety means that they're, they're uncomfortable comfortable to race how you want them to race and yeah. how how they should race.
0: Yeah, I mean we had sort of a little bit of negativity at the start of the race with riders on the wrong side of the road and things like that but um I think it just it's almost become the norm um the last road race I, I did one last year and I think we were stopped like three times you know it's that first few miles everyone's excited and they're nipping on the wrong side of the road and you know when it gets bunched and you end up on the wrong side of the road it's one thing but when they're you know, just going on the wrong side and shooting up to overtake people. Then that's when obviously the, the commissaires get involved and, you know, will pause the race and say, you know, you'll go home if you do it again. Um, so I th- I think that's almost becoming a norm, but other than that, yeah, all the feedback, it was, it's a funny one. It's not as an organizer, something I've ever really thought about, or even as a racer to sort of say save myself to organizers about feeling safe in a race. But there was so much of that feedback come back to me saying um, maybe because, as I said earlier, like doing mainly circuit races, it's a fairly safe environment Mm. anyway, compared to obviously being on the open road. Um, And uh, yeah, it was... Did
1: you use any experiences from those circuit races to put on the road race? I know it's a completely different game with more, as you say, AMS and police, but did you use any of that experience?
0: I mean, no, not... It's, as you said, it's so different. It's just a completely different process. Um, The, you obviously still need your British cycling commissaires, your judge, your first aid. So they're all sort of already or almost already taken care of because I've got those contacts, um, you know, with, from the people that I use uh, for the circuit series. Um, It was things like um, getting in touch to, the, the biggest hurdle is because of where it is, is is around goodwood and trying to find the. it's such a big company and trying to find the right people to speak to um but yeah that, that once we sort of yeah got through to the right person they're really helpful um mm. and um yeah other than that i mean the, the police side of things british cycling actually take care of um so you you apply for your race onto the. British Cycling website, and then they're the ones that contact the police directly. Um, and that, that that was, even though I didn't have anything to do with that, that was one thing that was quite a stress because it was my first race. So it was a brand new risk assessment, and it was a brand new application that had to go to the police. And it just was taking weeks and, and rolling on to months yeah. for it to come back. And then British Cycling, until it had been signed off by the, by the police, didn't want to put it onto their website for riders to enter eventually they did after many phone calls and emails of me pestering them because my worry was if it's up too late then I won't get the entries and if I don't get the entries I don't break even if I don't break even then obviously it doesn't run they were sat there saying don't worry about it you'll definitely get the entries turns out they were right plan was originally just a one-off road race get it done ticked off um when I So we we, the club like racing club ravenna or, or rcr um that was set up in 2017 yeah and there was always speak you know it's obviously chichester based club the world champs were on that course which you know it'd be great to get that you know core get a road race on that course so it was kind of just planned as a, as a one-off.
1: So given that it was that that first time i in your in, in your race organisations on the road, but I guess because of that history on it being on the World Champs course, it also brought some of that prestige with it and a bit of that history that you talked about with Perth.
0: Yeah, I think that helped with the sort of PR, the sort of, you know, the advertisement, the pull of the riders. And um, yeah, and it kind of, I think with, with sponsors as well, um it's just got something a bit different about it rather than just a road race um
1: yeah so how did you how did you sell it to sponsors is it that we're on the world champs course or how did you get those sponsors hooked on
0: well it was using the the majority of them uh was using the uh the, the existing sponsors that we already had um so the plan was to move basically everything all the prizes were just going to go completely 100 into the road race so um wasn't expecting anything for the motor circuit series um and just go all in basically for that um which we did and then yeah they were generous enough to they actually got in touch with me and said we'll we'll still do stuff for the um for the motor circuit series as well and then i think i can't you know I can't take all the credit at all. I, you know, basically Alistair from Fat Creations, that company that he runs, he the hours he puts in is just just ridiculous. And then the contacts he has, other people were contacting me saying, you know, that, or, or, and some contacting him, obviously direct, worked with Alistair, would like to support your event because of that, uh, you know, his connection. But then when I speak to him, he's like, oh yeah, it's so-and-so because I did this paint job for him. At last minute and things like that so he brings he brings a hell of a lot to yeah. the table um
1: this sport is incredibly based on networking isn't it if yes. you network the right way with the right people you can get so much back from it
0: yeah i mean it's it is crazy there was um a coaching company um cycle coach and he just he he, he put something on facebook about um sharing a post i think it was for the um eastbourne crits or something like that um so i thought nothing of it i just shared it and then he messaged me saying oh thanks very much i assumed it was something he was running but he wasn't it was just something he rides um and then said oh thanks very much um as a thank you i'd like to offer you a few months of um coaching as prizes and he just got so just from like that one share of a you know which i i I know there are a lot of uh, almost rivalry between a lot of organisers, which I I had no idea about until I got into it. Um, about they, you know, not wanting to share other events if it clashes, and you know, and um, which I understand to a certain degree if it is if it's a clash. But
1: so how does that? How do they rub up against each other? Is it just that they don't want to take participants away from or entrants from their event? Is that the main thing, or?
0: I think that's what it is. It's just the the worry of if they're racing there, they won't race at our event. Um,
1: I guess just so much effort goes into it. Like you say, you were a bit tense on the race entries that they've put so much effort and money and cost into it that if they don't break even, it's yeah, they're a bit sour. But
0: I've been, yeah. you know, incredibly fortunate running events at Goodwood. It has a massive. Um, it has a massive following. People love racing at Goodwood um so i've always been all right you know with regards to entries i've been you know just um my first year i was again when i did the circuits the cost of it is is mad compared to obviously what you get um i don't know like hillingdon for example um so and i think the risk assessment's probably around the same with regards to numbers um But, yeah, I mean, we need almost full fields to sort of break even on costs at Goodwood. Um, So, but, yeah, you know, I've sort of been lucky with that. Um, But then, for instance, um, Thruxton Motor Circuit, on paper, it's another motor circuit. Um, So, why doesn't it get the numbers? It always seems to struggle. And and this year, um, he stopped, I, I don't know the ins and outs, but there was a there was a big chunk of the season where he canceled his events um which is it, you know it, it as an organizer I've I've fairly young into it four years five years but um luckily I haven't had to go down that route of, of a cancel um well there was one due to weather but not numbers but yeah it's part and parcel um no um and actually Goodwood were really good about that and carried the money over um and yeah we just pushed it back two weeks um so yeah which you know uh, when you're working with a company of that size it could have they could have quite easily been said no sorry mate you've lost your money that's it you know when you get a
1: company like that who's you know kind enough and considerate enough to carry that over and wants to support that racing and also sees i guess the positive uh positive aspects that come
0: Yeah, they're becoming more and more, um, cycling friendly. Uh, definitely. Um, obviously we do our little series, um, South Danbello do their series of of like nine, 10 events. And they've started doing open sessions on, on like once a month, I think on a Sunday. So 10 pounds, you can go down and ride around the track. You get people going down with their eight year old son, and then you get people flying around testing the new setup on their TT bike and stuff. So it's, you know, um, and obviously they bought the rights, didn't they, to the Eroica um, and tried sort of doing a cycling festival there. All right. What's yeah.
1: what's Eroica?
0: Um, I don't know that much about it, but it's the old-fashioned bikes. So you can't. It, you, it used to be. It's. I think it started in Italy, but I might be completely wrong on like that. Like a vintage bike exhibition yeah. around. Yeah. It, right? So they. It's a ride and there's three different distances, but you can't do it. I think it's 1980 something. Uh, The the bike has to be younger than that or or older than that. Um, And um, yeah, but it was, it was up in, I think Yorkshire and then Goodwood bought the rights to it um, and they wanted to turn apparently they sort of next year, they want to turn it into like a big, um, you know, weekend long festival rather than just, it was just a sportif. Um I think they sort of envision like a, a Goodwood revival, but on bikes. But um, I think uh, it's a long way to go before it gets to that sort of size.
1: Yeah. And I guess with the recency of Rebel folding and leaving a lot of riders wanting to go to Europe to, you know, find their racing racing, uh, you know, satisf- satisfy their need to, for racing at a high quality, and the, the overall declining aspect of the British cycling scene and sustainability of it. Um, is that Fat Creations Road Race going to be going on next year? Like you said, it was a one-time thing, but given the success of it, is it going to is it going to go on next year?
0: From the feedback, from the support from British Cycling, um, yeah. I mean, I want to sort of cement that in the calendar, and it be one of the races that riders focus for, um, you know, to not you know, long-term eventually, you know, be on one of, you know, people's lists like the Perth's, the Seven Bridge, you know, things like that, those big early season races. Um, yeah, I would love it to be, you know, one of those. Yeah. Um,
1: how are you uh, looking to, how, how are you looking to secure that long-term future of it?
0: I think at the moment it's just year by year. It's, even. With Goodwood, it's difficult um, because it's trying to fit it obviously around the British cycling calendar and then around Goodwood's calendar. It's always it's always difficult. Um, British cycling, like their calendar sorted way before Goodwood's calendar sorted. Um, so obviously, it's, that always makes it difficult. Um, and then like going comparing it to the motorsport side of things, um, they won't hire Goodwood out. Because they don't know when Festival of Speed is and they won't sort Festival of Speed until the F1 calendar. So it's just like a knock on effect. Um, yeah, so you're sort of a bit of a waiting game. With the road race, obviously, because of where it is, you've got to find something that's not, um, doesn't clash with the motorsport, but then also doesn't clash with the house um, or the horse racing circuit at the top of the hill. Um, So yeah, obviously it's just more hurdles to jump through. Um, But yeah, the, I think hopefully, I mean, I guess
1: as the years go on and you keep finding those trends about where they are, it makes it more easier to go earlier out.
0: Yeah. um, It's, it's on the calendar for next year for the same weekend, the first of April. So it'll be Saturday, the first of April. Um, So, yeah, hopefully everything, there'll yeah. be no hiccups with it, but, um, but yeah, looking at calendars over previous years and things like that, um, then you can kind of gauge what's, what's going on. Um, right, obviously um, that right, early yeah. April, there's no, that's too early for like the horse racing to have started. Um, yeah. with, uh, with the motor circuit, um, normally the first Sunday of the month, um, they have some of the breakfast club there. So that sort of rules out all of those Sundays. So you can sort of get, start, as you say, you start to get the pattern and try to work around that. Um, I mean, the goal ideally, long-term, whether it would ever happen, would actually, would be fantastic to get Goodwood themselves involved and help like sponsor the event. Um, a company of that size could really change things, could turn it into a completely different event. Um, and then you sort of open windows like having it, with um like almost turning into a weekend and like a a weekend event you know potentially having a circuit race a saturday the road race sunday and things like that whether that will ever happen the cost of a weekend to hire goodwood you could never do it um Mm. there you know tens of thousands to hire that for the for a saturday um but if they're involved and they're sponsoring the event and it's you know free track hire or you know Mm. a, a sort of token gesture you know pr- cost for the track higher then it's a little bit different you know and then maybe something like that might uh yeah might happen
1: yeah and you you look at the fluidity of the teams and the races that go on around the british cycling and you see riders jumping across all four teams and then races coming and going like eddie soans was rumored to stop then it came back then it looked to stop again is that is the f- fundamental reason for that the cost in in from your from your perspective,
0: I th- I think it's got yeah I mean I think it's got to be the main the main factor. Um,
1: Are there any other factors alongside that that you could maybe identify? Or... I mean this
0: this year the drop in numbers was, was huge. Um, it, it, you know in entries. Um, although I was saying earlier, obviously that you know I've done all right. Um, my for, for the road race early season. I mean at my. My Goodwood series this year was a little bit later than previous. I think it sort of ran in, you know, into mid-August. Um, but the numbers there were a lot lower than they have been previous years. Um, as a series, I did okay and ran, you know, I broke even. Um, but two of the four events ran at a loss, um, which you know is always a worry. I'm surprised
1: event. the entries were so low, given I remember in June there was a lot of talk about there not being enough road races on there not being enough opportunities on like June was a very quiet month for British cycling so given where your race was in the calendar I'm surprised
0: yeah I this year I must admit I took a gamble um and I actually ran them alongside the other series um so there was racing at Goodwood Motor Circuit on the Tuesday night and then our series was on a Thursday night a few little incidents happened so it it ended up overlapping th- three events originally it was meant to be one. Um, but because other, other stuff happened, three ended up overlapping. Um, I, it was a gamble. I thought I'd be okay, but, um, yeah, I think like riders obviously had entered the, um, you know, pre enter and then obviously mine are the same week. Um, I, I, I the fourth cats the women's and even the third cats, uh, were the better numbers, um, which I was surprised at the E 12 race. Um, yeah, our numbers in that was awful. And most of the feedback was, I'd happily race twice a week. I don't want to race at the same circuit twice a week. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you live and learn, you know, it's, <clears throat> you hear these other comments sort of saying, you know, Oh, it's the best circuit. I love racing here. Um, you know, and all this. So I thought twice a week would, would be fine, but I mm. sort of found out the hard way that it wasn't. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll be moving back to Tuesday nights. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll sort of pick up a little bit. Um, I know there was, we sort of, I mentioned, didn't we, uh, through text about um, the British Continental article um about sort of like the declining numbers um so i've sort of it's a
1: very powerful piece and the the timing of it w- was yeah it, it's a conversation that needs to be had because yeah, yeah a european um, scene
0: that i think seems
1: ev- forever growing doesn't it but yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean it is so difficult those those riders like um you know the, the nat b or, or nat a right ra- ra- you know racers, um your ribble and, and teams like that. Um, it was, I think it was on your previous podcast where you were talking about like costs, but races in Belgium, was it 10 euros and you get half that back at the end finishing and you're paying 30, 25, 30, 35 pound here. Um, you know, I can understand why riders are going abroad. Um, but it's just so difficult to do anything. Uh, you know you can't um
1: with the cost of the venue like you said at goodwood you need to run it at those costs
0: yeah with the road race you know you think oh well i haven't got the almost thousand pounds for the motor circuit it's a 200 quid village hall for the day but you know then you've got your motorbikes that you're not having to do you've got your ams that you don't have to do you've got you know there's, there's more commissaires there's paramedic cover for a whole day as opposed to three hours um so it it isn't any cheaper um i don't know i mean maybe another fact obviously is the bunch size you know in belgium the race is the the entry size you know
1: maximum is 175
0: right exactly whereas mine was given 80 and that's because it was a national b a lot of them are 60 um so like i think. I might be wrong, but I think a lot of the Surrey League, like two-three races, are all 60s. Uh, max field um,
1: makes it so much more difficult, doesn't it? When you've half that number, at least.
0: You know, if you're taking 20 pound, 25 pound, and there's you know 20 less riders,
1: would that would that cost of doing that rolling roadblock properly, like you would see on the continent, where you can use both sides of the road? Would that would the cost needed to do that? be offset by having that doubled field size?
0: I, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't even know how you would, uh, I don't, I wouldn't even know if the police would consider it to be honest. Um, I mean, you get it for the tour of Britain, don't you? And the nationals. Um, but that's about it. I think, um, I don't know. I don't know if I wouldn't even know where to start on that. I'm afraid me. Uh, it's a conversation that it might be worth having with British cycling. Yeah, um,
1: uh, just, I'm thinking with that, with that cost, if you could, if you could do that police and like you say that I hadn't even considered that half field size, that's why the costs are so extensive. If you doubled that field size to what it potentially could be of 150, it's, it's a different different game.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're talking 150 riders, that would change the dynamic of the race. It would change the atmosphere from spectators' point of view, more, you know, everything. Um, it would, yeah, I mean, it would be amazing to see that on the British roads like, uh, just as a normal weekend race. Um, in theory, it shouldn't make much of a difference if it's a rolling roadblock on one side of the road. Or a rolling roadblock on two you know on both lanes um
1: you're still blocking off that corner before we get there
0: yes exactly um i don't know i'll have i'll have a chat and see see what we can do
1: i guess that conversation with learning from the continent not just uh, where i race in belgium but france spain they all have this similar way of racing and organizing a race but also I I guess you've taken a little bit from the format of that race and adding those prems mid mid race and yeah spicing it up as you were because you get those pre riders that go and get those bonuses and then you get the people that want to win the big bonus at the end.
0: Yeah, with the preams, it was always originally set up so they're just worth points for the overall. So you've got to compete in everything. You've got you've got to go for it, for it all. You can't just sit there and wait for the bunch sprint. And that's
1: what made your race series so tense and close like even though i'd got like like top three on most on all but one preem and then won the race i'd still drawn level with someone else who was third in the race and all the other preems it's like i was i was stumped but it was incredible it was like okay i've got two races i might have to come back next week even though i couldn't come back i was like oh maybe maybe
0: yeah and that that's the thing it's uh The hope as well, obviously, is to sort of get people, like you say, get them hooked. So you can't, and that's why I like the smaller series, um, says the person that just did a a 21-week series at Mountbatten this year. But from, yeah, to making it interesting, you know, having that small series rather than having like a 10-week series or a 15 or 20-week, it makes it really intense.
1: That's what you want for a racing. Like, it's not, oh, I have to be on form for 10 weeks. It's like, I can hit three weeks on form and have a break and then hit that again.
0: We've never had the same winner. I don't even, I can't even think if we've had the same. I think Joe Hill was second this year and he was third, he won it the year before. I think he might, that might be the first time we've had the same person on the podium back to back, which is quite interesting. Um. So like the one year the Isle of White boys came and, you know, they were they were going for it. They wanted that series and they rode as a team. Fantastic. Proper lead outs. Um, You know, they, you know, they had their, their sort of top rider, their sprinter.
1: It's almost like you've got, because with, I love the Hillingdon series as it's kind of the local one to me. Yeah. But it is such a long series that, you kind of lose that interest you don't have that hook yeah. every week it's more oh, a social race rather than a focused race so maybe if you split it up into little blocks rather than a whole series thing you split it up into yeah little I mean, mini series you know it could
0: yeah that's yeah and i've had that feedback from quite a few riders saying you know three weeks you can just commit i mean i, I was trying to set it up but it was just bit, it he said it was it was too, too complicated on british cycling um and i think they they almost didn't want to bother because it was too much of a short series, but set it up. So it's just one entry fee for all three weeks. So, but you have to set the whole thing up different on the website. And I think if it was like a 10 week series, they'd be more interested because then it's worth their time and effort to set it up. But for three weeks, um, they seem overly interested, um, you know, cause then you get that sort of, again, it just sort of builds the same riders each week, the atmosphere, it all just sort of, works then I think um
1: but over that course of the summer if they're not interested in one of those many three series you could do you know two of those many with with like a two-week break in between and then you get you know double the winner but
0: yeah um I think I'm sort of talking with with Phil from the southeast region I think the plan is sort of less is more for next year um with regards to road races, there were so many that were struggling. So they sort of want to reduce that down to just sort of one a month in our region. Um, and again, with, with the Goodwoods, um, or or not just necessarily Goodwoods, because he said, you know, us and and the other club that organize there, um, we generally get the numbers and, you know, we're almost a, um, you know, a a one-off as, as an organizer or, or, you know, organizers at that circuit. Um, Whereas other people are really struggling. So they're almost encouraging them to sort of say, well, let's, let's do a shorter series. And also it's just a different, um, everyone comes, you know, every organizer, a different sort of angle of, of sort of advertising their race and prizes and, and this, that, and the other. So rather than having one club that does 10 weeks, why not have two at five weeks and it just sort of mix it up a little bit. And that might sort of generate, as you say, um, you know, people they do get hooked on the series, um, and yeah, um, you know when it is a ten-weeker or even you know longer than that. You know, if you if you miss the first few, you know, I know people are oh, not going to bother now. Um, yeah. You know, and they don't want to treat it as a one-off race. And I, to a certain extent, I kind of understand like that, especially the back end of the series, um, the way people ride because people will attack. Oh, he's all right; he can go because he hasn't done previous weeks um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it can you know and i'm um, I've, I've just dampens been it a little serious. bit doesn't it yeah um yeah and it yeah yeah you because you end up watching the, the riders that are in the top you know overall
1: and the gaps are so big from those top three that are committed that it's like well no one else can touch us anymore it's like yeah even five rounds out it's like well, if he won all five rounds he still wouldn't beat us
0: yeah you just yeah roll around and you've won it i mean that i did the mount baton series and that this year and that that's what that was like the last few races was um yeah different and you know i i was i was tired from racing all year i didn't want to be there but you still go in because you just you've got to keep going
1: it's just revamping that interest and making sure the riders are just so keen and can see the end within you know it's, it's a three-day stage race over three weeks that's all it is isn't it and i think it's having that conversation just to throw in ideas of what 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 is possible or no what would be cool is it possible because what's what's working at the moment isn't working as well as it could um and it is just having those conversations to see how possible something slightly altered is and you know even something so simple as that splitting up that that series over 10 weeks
0: even if it's the same almost i mean no even if it was the same organizer that did it there's no reason why you couldn't say well i'll do a 10 week and going back to what i said at the start with the my series being based on that series at portsmouth they used to do a five-week series um you know obviously That's all done, dusted. And then they moved on to a track league for the summer. And then they did another five-week. It was the same format, but they just had their spring and their autumn series. When the track league became just so low on numbers, they turned that into like a road series. So they had their five-week, which they called uh, a Ray Martin League. So they did the Ray Martin League. Then they followed that by a 12-week summer series and then a five-week Ray Martin autumn series. Um, But over time, they just filtered into one and now it's 22 23 weeks one series um but yeah i think yeah mixing it up and if you did yeah you could do a five-week series a week off and then another five-week series at the same venue um
1: just keeping that race format fresh yeah throwing a elimination or whatever in there yeah something something crazy but that's what
0: um that's that that that's one of the things that were thrown around this year but we went down the route of the handicap instead um
1: but having, having, having seen that from the outside with a lot of my friends participating in that, oh, it looked phenomenal to race. Like I just wanted to go there and smack it. Cause it just, it just looked so fun to, to be in shoulders with fourth cats. you know, it'd be, it'd be quite fun to do some Belgian moves on that.
0: So basically I put a thing out on Instagram and on Facebook about what the riders want rather than just, I'm the organizer. I've got all the power. This is what's happening. Um, you know, if, if I can do another date after my series, what would you like? Um, you know, and also not just that, just if you've been to an event that was a bit different, that, you know, ran in a different format or, you know, I'm here to put the races on for, for you guys. So like, I can't, you know, I, I've only got the experience that from the rate, the few races I've done. Whereas if people have been racing further afield, you know why. And a lot of people came back with the elimination race and I did, I spoke to BC about it and I did speak to the commissaires about it and they wouldn't, they were absolutely fine with the idea, but it's just an idea. It's the logistics of how you get that message to the riders to pull them out. Um, so then you've got to get a motorbike in there most likely. Um, And then you're going to have to have chip timing because then there's no arguments of I beat him or I beat them and all that. Um, I think the the main thing that put me off was the worry of, again, always coming back to entries, the amount of entries we get, the numbers. Um, You know, are these thirds and fourth cats going to enter knowing their race potentially could be one lap? Or, I mean, no, I mean, you're in the wrong position and it could be an elite that's pulled out first lap. You don't know. Um, so, yeah.
1: I think the handicap was certainly the way to do it. But as you said, asking those riders what they wanted, I think, has boosted not only the race series in in the light of the riders, in the view of the riders, but also yourself as an organiser in the, in the modern way of organising things. I think there's a lot of respect that you've gained this year for organising the road race in the way you did organising the race series and then the handicap in in the way that you've done and I think yeah as as the club of RCR creations and fact creations doing what they've done and then what you've done with that organisation as well has really jumped jumped to level this year
0: yeah yeah hopefully and um yeah I appreciate that and yeah hopefully yeah we'll just keep on sort of growing really it's it's i I think you know there's a lot of organizers that have been doing it for years and they sort of get stuck in a routine and they don't like to sort of change stuff um but i think you know everything has to change eventually and you just and the people that want the change you should be asking them um you know it, it, and that's whether it's
1: it's like you hold off change so long but then you get that change you're like oh why didn't we do this earlier
0: yeah it's but that's the same whether it's um, fourth cat round Goodwood or at the Tour de France. You know it should be the riders that have the say, um, and it's that argument all the time. They always for years they've spoke about trying to get a riders' union in the pro peloton, but you know you know the the riders should have a voice, and that's what I think they should. You know, and um, you know that's why you know go down that route of well, what do the riders want? Okay, well we'll if we can put that on, we'll put that on. Um but yeah, I mean on um, the elimination thing's still there in the background, but I don't know it's it's something you know it, it, like the road race I got that and it was there for years just festering like you know um and then that happened so maybe we'll get
1: maybe in a few years time maybe in a few. yeah
0: years. it's yeah. I mean you know if you could have a cheaper circuit if if it wasn't goodwood uh, that's the other thing is the logistics of being good with two and a half miles or 2.3 or whatever it is, you can't, you couldn't do one rider a lap because it wouldn't make a difference to the bun. So then you've got to do five. So then it's getting that message to get five riders. So if, but if you had a, a shorter, what Hillingdon's about a kilometer, is it? It's it's one mile long. Yeah. 1. Well, 6. A mile. Okay. <clears throat> but you could do two riders a lap there and it wouldn't logistically be, um, and from what I've I've read online it you know it it's in comparison it you know it's very cheap to hire. Um but yeah or, or you know
1: No, right, I think as you say, instead of organizers rubbing shoulders, maybe, you know, you create that you know, organizers union and you discuss ideas and be like, Okay, you, you have a go at this, see if it works, we'll have a go at this, see if it works, and we'll have a swap round and you know, it is that union of it and the whole scene is needing a revamp. So why not everyone have a discussion and rather than trying to sort your own path out. But um, I'm looking forward to see what, what goes on with your race series and road race next year. And hopefully I can come along to one of them to have a go.
0: Yeah. The road race is the 1st of April. And then, yeah, the the Goodwood circuit is 20, no, somewhere around July, uh, start of July, 4th of July, I think. Um, and then, yeah, X amount of Tuesdays. Um, from
1: there, yeah. Awesome. Well, I wish you all the best with uh, all that organisation, and uh, hopefully, it all comes good in the end for the next year. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and all the best. Thank to you your very for much.
0: your team,
1: as well. Oh, cheers, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting times, but uh, yeah, it's a good, great opportunity, and hopefully, I can show that jersey off in England and yeah. bring it bring it across the water a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, goodwood yeah yeah for sure um yeah thank you very much Seb I think that was an incredible conversation and I'll look forward to watching that back on the edit and uh yeah it's just starting that conversation up and hopefully people can listen to that and have their own conversations about what they might want to see from from the British cycling scene in general as well so yeah um yeah hopefully
0: um hopefully next year we'll we'll pick back up a little bit and um fingers crossed sort of that idea of less is more. Um, I
1: think it's the way I mean, forward. The
0: numbers will, you know, I, you know. I think every rider would agree. A few less races, but with big fields rather than more options with just a few riders. Um, right. So yeah, hopefully it'll pick up and it would be a turning point.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I wish you all the best with that and. Thank you very much for your time. It was a great conversation. I really enjoyed that.